Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 206. I'm Colin. I'm Donner. And I'm Zoot. We are without Schmitty. We are Schmittless today, uh, which nearly threw Colin off. He recovered gracefully though. I, I miss my dog. Uh, yeah, Schmitty uh, is otherwise occupied by real life matters, because this isn't real life. Wait, this isn't IRL? This is imaginary. What is this? <laughs> if I told you, I'd have to kill you, and then the dream would end. Um, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at 4814 Web Hosting, Stitcher.com, all of our many radio friends, of which you can find our programs on, Uh CryptonRadio.com, TrekRadio.net, Radio KSCR, uh, etc., etc. There is no etc. Those are the three. No, that's it. I was kind of pumping our, ourselves up there, but it was a lie. Um, also, shout out to our friends over at Eagle Moss Limited. I know I haven't mentioned them very often, but I'm sitting here in my office, and I have my fleet of Star Trek ships looking at me. And you guys should really get some, too. You can do so by going over to our site, StolenDroids.com, clicking on the banner up at the top for Eagle Moss Limited Star Trek ships. They have a special introductory offer, and these things are awesome. I just got the USS Prometheus uh, and the uh, Tholian Web Spinner. Which, if you're a, a trekker like me, you know those are some pretty awesome ships. Colin's shaking his head no, but guess what? They have Doctor Who stuff, too. You know what? If they had Star Wars stuff, then we'd be talking. You know, I'm about to bash the crap out of Star Wars this episode, you, so you better hang Bring on it. to your... Bring yeah. it, brah. <laughs> uh, but before we do, we do need to give some mad props to Star Trek uh, and their Fallen. Obviously, if you were alive this week, you know that... Uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy, patron saint of the geek, uh, passed away. Uh, he was 83 years old, lived a good long life, I, I believe. I think most people would agree. He was a well-respected on the screen and off the screen. He's just a genuinely good person. He really tried to to live uh, what he preached, and much of the Spock that we love from the show was actually of his own creation. So it, it would go. It would make sense that he was he lived that way even off the screen. I, th- I think it's good to say that he's, in a way, inspired what has become the sci-fi genre today. Definitely the fan, you know, because he was really the first to truly embrace the, the sci-fi fan. Of all of his co-stars and everything, he embraced it the most. I mean, that's why uh, he directed, I think he holds the record still for the most Star Trek films directed. Jonathan Frakes came close, but but I th- I want to say Leonard Nimoy... He did Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, which was my favorite by far. That still holds up as my favorite Star Trek movie. So, I don't know. I'm just... It's, kind of, it's sad to see him go. Um, and here's where I turn into a horrible douchebag, because just today they announced that they also lost another Star Trek alum. Uh, the producer, who did a few of the movies, uh, he also did The Mod Squad... And I, unfortunately, have forgotten his name. So... Yeah, I'm trying to find it real quickly. I forgot it as well. (laughs) While you find that, um, people in Canada have been... uh, There's been a resurgence of an old uh, prank they used to do. They used to take their fives and spock them. 
where they draw Spock in over the uh, prime minister on there. Uh, now, everyone knows that Canadian money is not really real money anyway. I mean, it's freaking plastic now. But in solidarity with Spock, they've been doing this again. And the Canadian Treasury is kind of asking if people could stop it. Um, the, according to them, it wears the bills out faster. Which I think is crap. But, admittedly, it means that the bills are going to be replaced sooner. Which you guys are both searching. Well, that in turn that web. in turn costs <laughs> Canada money because then they have to print the bills even more. What is the five called anyway? I don't know. I know that sounds like a dumb question, but evidently Canadians have weird names for currency. They have the loony. They have the toony. I'm not making these up. Is this the fivey? Huh. It sounds like what my three-year-old would describe money as. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, she's at that age where she adds an E to the end of everything to try and make it sound cute. Uh, I am, I'm a fan of the, the Spocking Five. It does kind of kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit there. They should actually just call that from now on. Yeah. Okay, Canada, understand this. This is an order from us here at Stolen Droids. We've destroyed one of your prime companies in BlackBerry. We can destroy the rest of you, too, if you don't <laughs> capitulate here. <laughs> yeah. From now on, from henceforth, you have the Looney, the Toonie, and the Spock. And if they don't want people, for lack of a better term, defacing the currency, maybe they should just put Spock on it. Right? Yeah. Honor the fallen. Why not? Or, or you know what? Keep the prime minister. Just have him doing the Vulcan salute. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Although it's better if Spock is doing well, it. And well, the name yeah. that we're looking for is Harv Bennett. Oh, okay. He was the producer. Yes. He was the producer of Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, and uh, Voyage Home, and The Final Frontier. All those were good except for Final Frontier, but I blame that one on Shatner. How could you do such a thing? Blame something on Shatner? I wonder who could ever do that. I know. It's almost like I planned that segue. I didn't, but it works anyway. See, Shatner's getting a lot of crap right now because his co-star and friend died. These guys actually were friends in real life. They became very good friends over the course of these many years. Um, And unfortunately, he had already committed to a charity in Florida when, for when the funeral is supposed to be. Not at the exact time, but he can't possibly make it from the funeral to the charity event in time. Yeah, he was actually going to appear at a Red Cross ball on, I believe it was Saturday night, and the funeral was on Sunday. And the New York Daily News, I think it was, came out on the front page uh, calling him Captain Jerk. He said, uh, it says, claims night event in Florida means he can't, quote, beam up to L.A. in time. And Shatner, I mean, if anybody has ever tried to travel across the country, there's it's not like catching a bus to go downtown. There's not planes going every 10 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, and- I can totally understand that. Well, and furthermore, people are under the uh, the false impression that there are transcontinental flights going all night. Yes. They're not. No, they don't. They, they do not do it. And while this may sound cruel, and I don't mean it that way, but let's be honest. Logistically, people aren't planning on other people dying. 
It's not like he looked at his schedule and said, well, my close friend's going to die that night. Uh, he's going to be buried that morning. But, you know, I'm going to schedule this charity ball anyway. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and at that, he could have canceled on the charity. He could have. He could have. If That's he, not if a he great was really thing to do. If he was really that close, then he could have. You know, and it's interesting. You, you talk about that. This had been scheduled for, I think he said, four months. I think that's what I heard, that this had been scheduled for four months in advance. And all of a sudden, he's in a no-win situation. If he cancels yeah. on the charity, wait a minute, this dude has been telling us for four months he'll do this. How dare he? Whereas he goes through with it and misses the funeral of uh, someone that I believe he said they were like brothers, that he loved the guy. And... Now they're saying, oh, well, how could he not go? What a jerk. You know, why is he not doing this? Oh, some charity is more important. He can't win. I I honestly feel bad for the guy because he is in a situation where nothing he does is going to be the right thing. Right. Right. And I I don't know. I have an odd relationship with death, not to turn this all deep and and metaphysical and whatnot, but um, my family's all very young. I haven't had to deal with many funerals. So, in a way, being there for a funeral is not a big deal for me, you know, and I understand that that's different for everyone, but you gotta at least entertain the notion that perhaps it's the same way for him, perhaps it was the same way for Leonard Nimoy. We don't know, but I think Zahner's absolutely right. Uh, it doesn't matter what he had done; he was going to get bashed one way or another. He really so. was, but you know in in fairness to Shatner. He did try and set the internet on fire talking about talking about him, you know. He said Yeah, he was he was answering questions, all sorts of personal questions. You know, can you tell us what kind of man he was? How was he as a father? You know, what was his favorite thing to do? Did he have any odd hobbies? And he was people will say, people could say that he was turning it about him. He was putting himself in the spotlight. But in a very almost unshatneresque way, if you go back and read the tweets, he was really focusing on Leonard Nimoy. Yes. So, yeah, and which is, is Shat- like I said, very unshatner. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. But I mean, even Shatner's daughters um, were at the funeral. I mean, this there was representation there from the Shatner family. But I mean, unfortunately, he couldn't make it, and he he says he feels awful about it. But what do you do? Yeah. Um, you know, we have some tech news. Uh, Mobile World Conference was this week. Uh, let's hold off on it. Let's keep on with the entertainment news. Simply because it seems a little bit weird to jump from the death of Spock to a phone. Um, if only we could talk about the death of BlackBerry. We will get to that. Um, <laughs> so, okay. We have some entertainment news. First off, and I know this sounds weird, but remember, we are a geek show. There was the finale, the season finale of Star Wars Rebels. Okay, called a fire across the galaxy or, or something like that. Now, who here on this panel watches it? I do not. I have no cable. Remember? That's right. I sadly completely forgot about it. Well, I'm going to spoil it for you. Dang it! Okay, spoiler okay. warning for all you listeners. If you don't want to be spoiled. Turn down the volume, skip ahead. For heaven's sakes, Disney XD only shows it six times a day. Seriously, my DVR is filling <laughs> up only with Star Wars Rebels. Um, they finally met Fulcrum. And Fulcrum, 
who has been this uh, disembodied hologram this wait, entire time. Giving wait a second, Fulcrum, the the terrible agency from Chuck. Yes, yes. Oh. They finally meet him. They uh, must have they been the same the, ones. They upload the intersect into Yoda. No, I'm gotcha. That's how he is. The sick NBC Universal Disney crossover. I love it. Boom. So Fulcrum, who has been this behind-the-scenes puppet master of the Rebellion, turns out to be Ahsoka. Now, if you watched The Clone Wars, you know that Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan, or was. Uh, She was cast out of the Jedi Order for a crime she didn't commit. She was exonerated, invited back. She told them to shove it and disappeared. And that's how she escaped Order 66. This all sounds like I'm getting very, very geeky on something we don't normally talk about, but there's a reason, and here it is. When Disney bought everything from Lucasfilm, do you remember what they did to the extended universe? They butchered it. They said it's no longer canon. Well, Clone Wars was part of that expanded universe, including Ahsoka. She didn't exist anymore. And I'm okay with that. I did I like too. I did like the Clone Wars cartoon, however... It pissed me off to no extent for the first season as I watched it because you have to forget everything you know about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. well, I have that problem a lot with Star Wars Rebels. I just find this is very interesting because this is the first time Disney has acknowledged the extended universe, any part of it. This is the very, very first time. So is Rebels considered canon? Rebels is considered canon. It's produced by Disney. It's one of their shows. So I just think that's kind of interesting. Now, as my stepson pointed out, as he's watching, going, wait a minute, we know her. I'm like, yep, we know her from Clone Wars. He's like, okay, so let's get it straight. It's episode one, episode two, Clone Wars, episode three, this, Episode four. I'm like, that's right. He's like, okay, so an entire movie has happened between Clone Wars and now. Huh. Funny how you don't see any of these people in episode four. And I'm thinking, yep, okay, here's where the question gets dropped. (laughs) And, of course, so did they die then? I'm like, no, no, they're probably just off in another rebellion. They're off on another planet because I'm a horrible parent and I didn't want to break the truth to him. Wait. Where's Jar Jar Binks? Now, here's please, the problem. Please tell I me have. that came. <laughs> I, I, here's the problem I have with Star Wars in general, okay? So, episode three happened. I don't know what year it was. I'm not that big of a nerd. But do you know when episode four happened? 1977? Yes. No, it happened like 17 years later. Oh, yeah, like a long, long time ago. Yeah, there was only 17 years between episode 3 and episode 4, right? And the entire time in epi- in um, Star Wars Rebels, which happens 10 years after episode 3, so 7 years before A New Hope, everyone's talking about the Jedi of old, the Jedi of legend. These people are of legend. And I'm going, it's only been a decade. This order that existed for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years, it's only been a decade. But in the, er- I don't- in the early 90s, when the Eagles got back together, can- oh, sorry, they never broke up, they just <laughs> took a break. They were a mythical band. They, they stopped making music in 1981. And it was only a decade, the Eagles of old. 
1994, they get back together. And you I have to remember how, you, ma- how, much, how many events took place within that decade that shaped this universe. Yes, exactly. The Berlin Wall came down, man. Freaking Anakin went and chopped off little kids' heads. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it in the slightest. I, There's a scene in Rebels where Grand Moff Tarkin is looking at everyone else saying, you know, you talk about being like a Jedi, but young man, I knew the Jedi. Real Jedi. I saw them in action. I'm thinking, yeah, so did this guy you're talking to. Because everyone in this series is at least 20 years old. Okay, Yoda? <laughs> so, Yoda? Everyone. What about Yoda? What about Yoda? Yoda is a indeed legendary character. He has been around for hundreds of years. He is the Jedi Order. At this time, he is the Jedi Order. He is passing all this ancient knowledge onto Luke Skywalker. No, no, because this what we're talking about right here is only 10 years. Luke is only 10 years old. Luke hasn't even entered the picture yet. Luke is Correct. still going but, to Tashi Station to pick up power about. converters. So, so when you're when you're talking about that though, with because <clears throat> you're referring to the trailer for episode three when you're saying legendary, when you're saying the the times of old, it's referring back to that time. No, no, no. I'm talking about lines from Star Wars Rebels. They're well, talking fine. about it in Rebels, saying well, fine. of ancient lore. Yeah, ancient being a decade ago. However, the Jedi were in ancient order, so maybe that's... I'm just saying, the entire galaxy of Star Wars has like the worst short-term memory problem in history. <laughs> welcome to Disney. I was going to say welcome to Lucas retconning everything, but yeah, it's Disney. It is like... The- I, and then now we have episode seven coming out, right, where the Sith are making a reemergence again. And I'm thinking, okay, so it's only been 30 years, 30, 40 years since the end of the Battle of Endor. The entire Star Wars galaxy is more volatile than the Middle East, okay? It really is, I'm, actually. That's just what I'm saying. There's never been an era of peace. It's a crappy place to live. I don't know why we keep going back. Okay. Now that we've killed way more time than I expected on a cartoon. <laughs> oh, come Vince on. Vaughn. That was fun conversation. I haven't even seen the series, and I enjoyed that. Vince Vaughn and uh, a few other people, I don't know. I don't really care. I don't consider him funny, but to each their own. They have a movie coming out called Unfinished Business. Um, it's a Vince Vaughn comedy. That's all you really need to know. The basic gist of it is that... These three executives, or two executives and one junior-level executive, uh, are in trouble. Their business is in trouble. And so they travel the world trying to convince vendors and clients to stay with them and save the company. Okay? Hilarity ensues, yada, yada, yada. No one cares. Well, their, um, Fox, who, who's producing the movie, came up with a genius idea for promotionals. And they partnered with Getty Images. Now, if you don't know Getty Images by name, they're the ones that produce all the really stupid stock photos. Okay? Generic-looking white person, smiling slightly off-camera, holding a cup of coffee. Like, that is actually the name of a generic stock photo. Okay? Black man laughing at TV with the remote. You know? And Getty, you can then go and buy rights to and use these stock images, and you see them all over the web. So what did they do? They put the stars from this movie about businessmen into business-related stock images, 
and are making them free to use in any presentation you want. And these are hilariously generic. You just have to look at them and you know you've seen them before in other pamphlets or whatnot. So I downloaded them and I put them into a PowerPoint at work. I'm still waiting to see if anyone notices that Vince Vaughn is in my presentation on moving our company over to an MPLS. Uh, I don't know what they'll think, but it is kind of hilarious. This is probably the funniest thing Vince Vaughn has done in maybe seven years. That That is awesome. I really want to know if anybody notices, hey, is that Vince Vaughn? Why is that in Zook's presentation? Yeah. What does that even have to do with this? Yeah, I, I definitely want to... Definitely want to follow up on that one, so you're going to have to be sure to keep us updated. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a show coming out called Supergirl. All right, I'll give you three guesses what it's about. <laughs> Superman? It's not Superman. What? And it's not on the CW, which surprises me, because this seems like it would be the perfect show for the CW. Um. But they've cast their Supergirl. Is this Largeville? What was that? Largeville? Largeville, They already had a Smallville. That's where Lois is from. It's the other one. Um, Okay, I'm just going to let that I want to live in Mediumville. Midville. So they've got got their Supergirl cast. They've got... Actually, they announced a few other casting choices this week. But the two that are interesting, they are bringing back Dean Cain who we all know is the guy from Salt Lake Comic Con who wouldn't let the press get 25 feet within within 25 feet of him. Uh, but some and pe- then whined when no one interviewed him. Yes. But some people might know him from Lois and Clark. He was Superman. Or I Clark. I from Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, yeah, he did that too. Um, and then Helen Slater, who was Supergirl in the original 1984 movie. We don't know who they are going to play. We don't know really anything about the casting other than they were cast in Supergirl. So that's kind of cool. I like that. I, I love it when they bring back uh, characters like this. like Kind of like The Flash brought back Amanda Pace and um, John Wesley Shipp to the new show. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I really like that. So I love, I love little stuff like this. Melissa Buenos is beautiful just saying she is supergirl is that how you say i'm okay with this i don't know i probably butchered it probably it sounded like you made her into a like uh latina buenos you you know who's (laughs) really gorgeous who katie lots yeah i'm i'm just saying she is Um, pretty gorgeous now if you don't know who that is katie lots i mean it was honor alluded to it earlier but she played canary uh, on the arrow before spoiler alert she was uh Oft. kind of oh my gosh that was like a kick in the teeth when that happened or an arrow to the stomach <laughs> <laughs> i would have rather taken the arrow to the knee um yeah so evidently she's coming back kind of there's gonna be a spin-off for another arrow and flash team up uh where brandon ralph playing the atom uh, we met Brandon Routh, actually. Well, you guys did. He sure did. He's a very intimidating a man. Manly However, man. I like him. He was very See, kind. Now, now, if Katie Lotz had been there, I, I would have shown up to meet her. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> okay. Fine. Anyways. You missed out. Anyways. Right. Yeah. So they're going to be uh, coming back for a superhero team-up hour. Hopefully that's not the actual name of it because that sounds kind of lame the way I just <laughs> It's the CW Superhero Team-Up Hour. Well, they're also going to have Wentworth Miller, who plays Captain Cold on The Flash, and Victor Garber, who plays uh, Dr. Martin Stein, who is half of the Firestorm character. Uh, they're going to be on the show as well. They've been announced. This is going to be... This is interesting. I don't know what to make of this. Are they just throwing crap against the wall and seeing what will stick? With it being DC, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but you know, honestly, CW's been doing it well enough, and I think... Yes. And this is definitely going in its favor, and it's kind of a backhanded compliment. Being that it is the CW, I think all of us have kind of lower expectations. So it's like, yeah, I love The Flash, and I love Arrow, but it's still the CW. But they're really... So I'm kind of... They're really I'm kind good of shows, to give though. It. They, they are very well done, I think. Yes, however, I went into The Arrow expecting one thing, and it met it. I went into Agent Marvel's Agent Carter expecting more, and they delivered. But you know what I'm saying? It's that difference of expectation. And I can definitely see that this show could actually be kind of a trial run for when they go through and they actually start building up the Justice League team. Nice trial run. Yeah. But of course, the- they have... They're not going to be combining the movie and cinema universes, though. Or TV and cinema universes. Yeah, but... Which is a mistake. I'm on record. That is a mistake. It is a mistake. Because easily they could dominate TV with that. Now, let me ask you this, Zook. Are your standards lower, or your expectations rather lower, because it's CW or because it's DC? CW. I expect actually good things from DC. I have often been disappointed, um, but I expect more. I mean, DC has had a really great straight-to-home video animated department. Uh, and it, for that reason, almost for that reason alone, I expect high-quality entertainment out of it. Uh, the new Justice League uh, War and the new Throne of Atlantis have not met up to... I, I, they have not been up to par for me. I've been very disappointed with them. Um Flashpoint Paradox, Doom, those ones, really, really good. Under the Red Hood, I expect more from DC. I expect more when it comes to their animation. When it comes to live action, I I think I have very low expectations, especially would, on the big screen. Would you say that you have, like, you know, what was that, 1990s Fantastic Four level expectation? Almost after Green Lantern, almost. <laughs> oh, you just had to mention it. Although I will say I like what Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan have done. Mm-hmm. Although Christopher Nolan did not make superhero movies, he made gritty crime dramas. Yeah, kind of almost like The Shield with Batman in it. Yeah. Um, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Batman begins starring Vic Mackey. <laughs> Man's got to have the code. Have a code. Oh wait, that's the wire. That's not the shield. That's true. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Anyway. Um. Finally. Um. Not finally. This is normally our last headline, but uh, we're out of order here. Um, the whole Metal freaking Gear Solid system's is out com- of order. 
<laughs> We've only been doing this for like 25 minutes. Uh, Metal Gear Solid has a new game coming out. It'll be Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Not a menace. The Phantom Pain. They're referencing Phantom Limb Pain. And to really drive that point home, the special edition, the collector's edition, comes with a bionic arm. Is it so a you real bionic have, arm? I've, Can you like use I've it to wanted one. pick up things? I I um Is it weird to anyone else that they're trying to market this mo- this game that is named after a medical condition with a prosthetic? <laughs> it's a, it's a little bit off. <laughs> could be the phantom hemorrhoid. It could it could be worse. <laughs> I I'm just I, Metal Gear Solid Six will be the PTSD edition. Comes with a donut pillow that you sit on. I'm. It's <sighs> <laughs> the U.S. has been at war for 14 years. I just want to drive that point home. Okay, we have been at war for 14 years, which makes a video game about a spec op soldier who needs a prosthetic and getting a collectible prosthetic with it a little bit dark. I think this is a bit of a marketing misstep. I agree. I do like the color of the arm. Oh, sure, yeah. If if that's any... You know, if ever I had my arm lopped off and I needed a prosthetic, I hope mine would be half as nice, you know? (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll have to reach out to Sony to make it. I don't know. It just seems weird. <laughs> just weird. Um, in sad video game news, Maxis, maker of the Sim, insert property name here, Sim Driving, Sim Ant, Sim Office, Sim Tower, Sim City, Sim City 2000, most of Zoner's Rage, you know, all the Sim properties. Now, I have no problem with Maxis. Yeah. I, I got to say that. Yeah. Uh, Maxis is a big. Um, name from our childhood, really. I mean, all the games we loved, and they all had Maxis on them. They were bought by EA a few years ago, and they've just been shuttered. EA bought them to make them better, and they made them so much better that they died. They're like Color Me Bad. You know, they got so good, they just couldn't be allowed to continue. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was awesome. I wonder how many of our listeners actually know who CMB is. Um, Don't look it up. I implore you. Tell you what, I'll just put the music in the outro. Um, Guys, I don't know who CMB is. Well, you wouldn't. We wouldn't expect you to. You were like a fetus (laughs) when they were around. (laughs) What year were they around? I don't know. I was in high school, so (laughs) early 90s. Oh, so you were a fetus. Really old. Okay. <laughs> you were a fetus. <laughs> this is I was <laughs> this is like prehistory to you, okay? I was born in 1990, so I could have well been a fetus. I find it amazing that we have a guy on this show who was born in the 90s. He was born after hey, Little Mermaid. The 90s were amazing. We had all the good stuff. What are you talking about? You weren't even really cognizant for the first half of them. Hey, Sure I was. We had Power Rangers. We had Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Gargoyles. Listeners can't tell, but I'm just shaking my head right now. <laughs> hey, hate is going to hate. 
hate, 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 hate. Anyway, so, okay. <laughs> Let's get into Mobile World Conference news here. First up is the Samsung Galaxy S6. It was shown off, which surprised no one because it's been like the most leaked phone in history. We all know what it looks like. One of them is boring and flat, and the other one is confusing and rounded. Hey, did you guys see that they're releasing a new iPhone? It's called the Galaxy S6. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I'm not trying to hate on Samsung. Samsung makes good hardware. Samsung is obviously the leader in the Android market for a good reason. Okay? I just want to put that out there because I know, well, Colin, you had a Samsung before you sold out. And Zoner has loved many a Samsung, which sounds dirtier than I intended. Uh, in fact, I think out of everyone on this show, Schmidt included, I'm the only one who has never had a Samsung phone. I've never had one. Good so stuff, I don't man. want. I'm, I'm, I don't want anyone to think that I'm just hating on them for no reason. But seriously, how many versions of the same-looking phone can you make every year? Apparently a lot. Until you have to copy other designers' work. I, I, so LG came out with the G2 last year with the funny-looking buttons on the back that no one really understood. But you know what? People loved it, and it worked well. So they came out with the G Flex, G Flex 2, and now the G3 that all have that same layout. And already, LG is thinking of changing it up for the G4. We don't know how yet. They're being rather coy about it. But they've only gone two years with one, looking, with one model look, and they're already going to change it. Samsung, I swear, has had the exact same design now for like five years. Yeah. And it looks like they're making all of it high gloss and really slick, which could be a bad design flaw. Well, I guess, to be fair, they're trying to change things up with the Galaxy S6 Edge or Curve, or what are they calling it now? The Edge. The Edge. It's going to have curved sides on both sides. We've talked about this briefly. Colin doesn't like it because it doesn't offer any protection. Uh, Cases can't cover it. Um, I don't like it because it they haven't really given any true reason to use it. Am I wrong? I, I don't understand the advantages of being able to look at your phone from the side and see weird angles. Apparently, if you're sitting across the room and want to see what temperature is it outside, that's when you would use it. But really, or, how many, hey, how many people do not have their phone within arm's reach 99% yeah. of the time? Or it's, if you are on the new uh, Android Wear, I mean, we've talked about this in previous episodes. There are a million other ways to use your phone other than staring at the side of it and trying to read it. So, like I've said before, this seems like a solution in search of a problem. And I could give Samsung credit if they simply released only the S6 Edge. If this was, hey, you know what? This is just how things are. From here on out, this is the future. You know? But even they're not committed to it. You know they're not committed to it. And if almost proving that having curved edges is a bad idea, you know who else is bringing out a phone with curved edges? Blackberry. But they're calling theirs the dual curve. What? What? No way, man. It's revolutionary. No, it's not revolutionary because Apple didn't do it. Oh, I'm sorry. You should know better than that, Kong. Come on. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that it doesn't really have um, an actual name. It doesn't have a release date. It doesn't have a price. Um, and it 
doesn't really have any specs. They're just promising that it's a dual-curved display that appears similar to the S6 Edge and similar in appearance to the old BlackBerry Torch. And the same shape of a zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also coming out with a brand-new slider. Uh, oh, sorry, no, no, no. The, uh, the dual-curve one is the slider. Yeah, they're making the slider phone. Uh, they're also coming out with a new Porsche design device. Uh, in case you were unaware or have not listened to any of our previous episodes, every once in a while, uh, BlackBerry gets together with Porsche and designs a phone that no one can afford or would want to ever buy. Do they not want to buy it because of the BlackBerry name? Because that's my guess. <laughs> well, it used to be that they, no one wanted to buy it because it was like $1,200. Uh, and now it's because it's over $1,200 and useless. Wow. Paperweight, anyone? I, I didn't mince words there, did I? No. Just, it, that, that was awesome, just, though. I, I did like drop that. Just the mic. Um, also proving that BlackBerry has no freaking clue um, what's going on, they launched a new phone called The Leap. Now, the BlackBerry Leap is targeted at young people. They're trying to get on board with the new hip crowd. So they've made a touchscreen-only phone, which admittedly looks better than their previous touchscreen offerings. It has no physical keyboard. It looks like... Well, let's be honest. It looks like every other touchscreen phone. It actually looks kind of reminiscent of a Nokia Lumia. Go fig. Um, it uses BlackBerry OS X. Ooh. It has 8-megapixel camera. Ooh. Uh, it's slightly thicker than the old Z10. Okay. It uh, only has a 720-inch screen, and it's only $275. Now, you may be thinking, hey, that's really great for people who can't afford a super nice phone. But here's where this is stupid. Because you know who can afford super nice phones? Young people. Anyone out there want to guess? what my disposable income is compared to Collins. I'll give you a hint. I have four kids. He has none. Hashtag the bachelor life. So if a new phone comes out that he wants to buy that's $700, who do you think between he and I have more disposable income to throw at it? Do you know how many phones I've purchased at that price? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the guy who... And we joke about Colin's age, but admittedly, I'm not that much older than he is. But well. I'm the one buying. I'm the one buying the prepaid Walmart special. Okay, you don't market the cheap phones at the segment of the market who can pay for them. You do the nice, flashy status symbol phones. Get the cheap, reliable ones for the old fogies like Zahner and I. I'm just saying. Or better yet, for the IT departments who don't want to have to fork out a grand every time someone drops their phone in the toilet. Why don't you guys just use Motorola razors? They're durable, right? No one's that desperate, dude. All, all of a sudden, all I can envision is Moss from the IT crowd going to flush the toilet and having the phone fall out of his pocket. That's, that's all I can envision right now. Do you really want me to get stuck in a vending machine? <laughs> Claw machine. Oh, whatever. Blackberry. So completely unaware. Oh, hey, you know who's unaware? Um, and Zahner's going to like this segue. Obama. Yes. And here's why I I'm do like that. that. He's unaware on a lot of things. I'm just going to throw uh, that We're out not there. getting into that. 
<laughs> we're getting into not getting the joke. See, China uh, wants to do business with the U.S., which is good because we need their money. We need their business. But they don't want to get into business with our tech industry uh, after all the problems they were having with the NSA and whatnot. Also, they want to have a special provision into our data ne- networks that would allow them backdoor unrestricted access into information. Now, they claim this is for counterterrorism. Obama and many other people are concerned that it would actually be used for surveillance on Chinese citizens. And he said, no, no, we're not going to allow that. We don't want you to have access into the back end system because we think you're going to spy on your citizens. No, no, no. This is all for counterterrorism. We don't care. We're not going to give it. The irony is strong. It is thick with irony. You could cut it with a knife. Maybe he just kind of assumed that China had already hacked their way into the U.S. networks anyway. You know, kind of like the NSA did. Yeah. Like, why are you even asking? Aren't you already in there? I thought we saw you in there when we were in there. Yeah, I... I... Where, there's so many jokes in here that my mind kind of reels at the possibilities. Yeah, I I can't even all the things here. <laughs> yeah. It just... <laughs> it's like, how many pots and how many kettles do we need in this fire? It's, it's absolutely hilarious and ridiculous I, and terrifying all at the same time. Now, it, uh, we... we uh, We shouldn't need to explain to people, but in case you are new to the tech world or you have not heard our previous episodes or have not been online in the past few years, of course, it came to light after Edward Snowden leaked it out that the U.S. government has been using backdoor access in the name of counterterrorism to perform illegal surveillance on the American public using backdoors into data networks. But it's in the name of counterterrorism. It's for the greater good, so it's okay. Right, right. But we definitely don't want China to do that. I just... I I reel. Because... There's just so much stupid. Because China's government is so much better or so much worse than ours. I mean, I just... I fail I, to see the logic here at all. They do have a lot more human rights violations on record. So I guess, yeah, there is that reason. The but, whole but on Frank, record let, thing, though, I mean... Let's be honest, though. Let's be honest. We all kind of know that uh, they're already hacked in, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they, like... like they've probably got, like, a dedicated browser just to just to watch, you know. You know how when you're sitting there surfing the internet and you've got, like, your pinned tabs up the top you know that china's got at least half a dozen that are pinned just constantly watching what we're doing at least half a dozen not our site they don't care about our site no we're pretty useless we get a lot from the ukraine though um in other chinese news huawei huawei we haven't talked about them in a while huawei they came they came out with a new watch simply called the huawei watch Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's actually the Huawei Watch. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that like the Apple Watch? No, this one actually works. So this one runs on Android Wear and is actually quite gorgeous looking. It does look very nice. It looks really nice. And I think uh, tech companies are starting to pick up that watches actually can be simple. Simple looks good. 
you don't want it to look so simple that it looks chintzy or you know plasticky. You need it to exude some level of class, but simple class works. So, hey, that's pretty cool. No word on pricing yet, um, but it is generally universally loved. And it probably um, won't be $4,000. They are worrying, however, about battery life. See, it has the same battery life as every other smartwatch out there, but it has twice the resolution. So the DPI is much greater. It'll look much better, but it may also mean that the battery life lasts for like four hours. Which still puts it at about an hour more than an Apple Watch. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that more than Apple's being able to pull right now? We're not hating people. That's the actual review. The Apple Watch lasts for approximately two and a half hours on on full tilt. Can we hate maybe a little bit? We can hate a little bit. Okay. Because it's just, no. The The Apple Watch, Apple Watch edition of the Apple Watch um, will last for four hours. Can I download an app that'll tell me exactly how much time it's going to hate to hate? Yes, however, um, the app itself will decrease the battery life slightly. Dang it. (laughs) Um, It's like the Heisenberg theory of battery watching. You never know what level it's at as long as it's open watching it. However, so for 9, you can download an app that will help extend the battery life, but that in turn takes up battery life. Right, right. <laughs> uh, the only way to win is to not play at all. It's madness. Um, Ikea. I know, not really something we talk about, like, ever. But Ikea, that wonderful mad scientist uh, group who makes modular furniture instead of death rays... The, well, they're Vikings. They're, they don't make death rays. They just death loot and axes? pillage. Loot and pillage. Yes. They're adding wireless charging to their desks, lamps, and tables. That is freaking awesome. Yes. I'm okay with this. Especially since, you know, X apparently marks the spot. <laughs> I thought that was just where you screwed something in with a very large <laughs> screwdriver. A really, really big one. Very we're, we're large. like comedically large here. Uh, <laughs> it requires a whole other box. He is referring to the picture here in the uh, yeah, in this where The shows, article? Yeah, in the article. Thank you. You're what welcome. is that word? What is this thing I'm looking at? It's words with pictures telling me things. Um, there's an X on this bedside table. That could either be an X or a plus sign of a very large battery. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. That logic actually makes sense. It does. Crap. You know what's interesting is the fact that there is an entire subculture of IKEA users who are IKEA hackers. They hack together different kits to create other furniture that wasn't originally intended. Kind of like you with your mic stand. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I am one of those to a degree. I use an IKEA lamp as my mic stand. I, I hacked it and changed quite a few things, so I have a, a mic stand for eight bucks. Uh, I can't imagine how these IKEA hackers are going to use this though, because uh, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to see what they can do. You know, after the initial few people kill themselves doing it. Yeah, and if your tablet or phone doesn't have wireless charging built in, IKEA is going to also be selling wireless charging covers for phones like the iPhone and the Galaxy line. So, I will give IKEA this. They really know how to make money. 
you know, I got to tell you, we have bought a couple chairs and a couple bookshelves and a dresser from Ikea. I really like their stuff. I mean, granted, I'm not in college, but I give it to my kids because my kids like trash stuff. And so I don't want to spend a small fortune on nice furniture for them, but I've been very impressed with the quality. My wife and I have a dresser from Ikea. That thing's lasted forever, and it looks great. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. So those those Vikings could... know how to know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Don't take the samples of the fish though when you go in the store because that fish ain't right. No, <laughs> it ain't right, man. Fish should not taste and smell like it does. It also required a bit of assembly. Um, the latest Android numbers are out. This is a real quick little headline because it's not that big. But VentureBeat reports that. Uh, Android Lollipop has been on the rise, which is kind of stupid because we know it's on the rise because it's finally rolling out to more and more U.S. phones. However, it's still only on 3% of phones. Well, it's because they're rolling it out slowly. But what's weird is the fact that Froyo is still on there. Yeah. What's up with that? Granted, it's only like on 0.4%. Gingerbread is still on 6.9%. Seriously, people, get rid of your old phones. What, you guys don't use Froyo? I use it all the time. I didn't know that was even still a thing. Yeah, I don't think it is. That's it. I'd like to I'd like to meet the person that's still rocking Froyo on their Android phone. Probably someone who's old. I, Probably I someone just, who forgot they have a Froyo phone sitting in the junk drawer of their kitchen. They forgot it's there turned on and it's still reporting back to Google. Yeah, that's just that's <laughs> messed up. I, I we cannot gave it to our toddler that. to play Angry Birds. That's all it's doing. But, you know, it's interesting because you talk about, you always hear about Android fragmentation. And I think I saw something the other day that iOS 8 is now on 60 or 70% of iPhones. There's no excuse for Android to have these types of numbers. It used to not bother me, but the more I look at it, the more it really bothers me that Android just cannot get their crap together with all the different manufacturers and say, look, this is how we're going to play the game. If you want to have a phone, it's got to have this on it minimum. And it just, it really drives me nuts. Um, Well, let's throw another number into that mix, then another name to fragment it more. Cyanogen is coming out, and they've partnered with Qualcomm. Now, in case you don't remember, Cyanogen was originally Cyanogen Mod. It was created as a ROM of Android. They came out on the OnePlus One as their own OS, and it looks like they're trying to take it even bigger here. Well, they've partnered now with Qualcomm to replace Qualcomm's own builds of Android. Um, it's it's hmm. This is not news you should care about yet. I think that's safe to say. You're not going to suddenly see Cyanogen OS phones in your local store. But mark my words, they will be coming eventually, and if they don't, it's because Android itself, Android proper, and LG, and Samsung, and all the other manufacturers have had to step up their game to try and shut Cyanogen Mod out. Which is too bad, because it's actually a really good OS. I have it running on my G3. I love it. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I, I'm kind of excited to see what Cyanogen does, just because I love the idea of competition in the marketplace. I, I think that it makes everything better. And they did turn down money from Google to continue delivering software. So, I mean, they've got Qualcomm money now. Uh, 
this is going to be amazing. They're going to get the OS on a mil- on millions of more smartphones, and it's going to be a, a legitimate competitor to Android, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in a bit of news about, well, about people abusing their positions, uh, it turns out some people in the Department of Education were caught stealing personal information of students to apply for loans and cell phones. You know, identity theft. One person went so far to look up President Obama's information. Which, you gotta think, maybe someone's monitoring that. Just... little red flag there. Just slightly. Yeah, you know. It's one of those things. Um... For instance, it's such one of those things that we're pretty sure we've been flagged on this show many, many, many times for all the times I've said kill the president. Again. Which, of course, I haven't said in forever. Um, I'm going to go to try and take a trip somewhere, and I'm going to show up at the airport, and they're going to say, sorry, dude, no fly. Or I will I will be able our, to go out of the country, and they won't let me back in. Thank you. Sir. Our show is very popular with the TSA and Secret <laughs> Service. It's great. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing about this, and I'm obviously the one that put this in the headline because I don't like the government. Well, don't trust the government, rather. These are the same people that we keep saying, let's put them in charge of everything, health care, internet, Everything that we do, we want these people to take control of. Yet they keep illustrating that they abuse that repeatedly. Well, the problem is with any system, and I say this as an IT security person myself, is that the biggest threat to any network are the people using the network. Exactly. It's typically the things inside the network that are the greatest threats. And in this case, it happens to be low-paid, bored government employees. So, yay! Uh, And finally, in a bit of, huh, we called that surprisingly fast news. Remember how last week when we talked about Google getting technology from SoftCard and how Schmitty then asked how long it's going to take for SoftCard to be just plain bought out by Google Wallet? I think that was me that actually asked that. Find, take credit, since Schmitty isn't here to (laughs) defend himself. Well, I said and this was me, I'll take credit for this, that they're probably not going to just immediately buy them out. They're probably just going to defang them by taking as much of their intellectual property as possible, and then they'll come in and buy it out. What we didn't know at the time was we were basically just describing what happened because SoftCard is gone. Uh, They will be pulling their app, uh, what is it, the end of this month? Yep, yep. Uh, if you want to keep using a wallet solution on Android, you need to move to Google Wallet. And I'm going to be honest with you, there's really no reason you shouldn't. It's actually a pretty awesome system. And if you're using a Windows phone, <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> Sucks but, for you guys. But here's the thing. You were screwed anyway because I had a Windows phone on T-Mobile, which was a SoftCard partner, and they never released the app for it. Yeah. Well... Because cause they, they ended up recent I think it was recently, they, they released a ton of mods for them uh, for, for NFC to be able to give them out. Now all these people who bought their NFC tab, tags can't use them. Yeah. I, the whole thing was a botched mess. I think Google had the right idea from the beginning. And I think, honestly, if Google wants half a chance in hell of winning against Apple Pay 
and I yes, I realize I'm using stronger language here, but they really should throw out an olive branch and put something out to Windows Phone. Because at this point, Google needs to look at it and say, it's not against us against Windows and against Apple. It's basically just them against Apple, and they need a win. So I'm just saying, Mountain View, it's not a bad idea to give them a, extend an olive branch and put it out to Windows Phone as well. They'll still be using your service, just saying. Into our favorites. That felt weird, putting tech last. Did it feel weird to anyone else? I feel all warm and fuzzy because we covered a lot of cool stuff that we normally don't get to cover. So, yeah, it was a good thing. Hashtag geekdom. Yeah, I just hashtagged it. That's a lame hashtag. It's It's an awesome hashtag. It's so cliche. Yeah, so... Um, my favorite this week uh, comes from Geico, of all places. This, Trust me, this is a weird place to get a favorite from, but it's hilarious. You know those annoying ads at the beginning of YouTube videos known as the pre-roll? You know, watch it for a few seconds until you have to skip. Well, this is one that you can't skip. And you wouldn't want to anyway, because it is the best freaking internet ad ever. And you only have to watch it for a couple moments to realize why. But it's a minute long. You should check it out. All right. And my favorite, they launched the new Avengers Age of Ultron trailer this week. Uh, However, when people were first watching it, there were these black bars that apparently decided, let's go absolutely bonk shiz crazy. And were all over the place. It was hard to like focus on the video. I thought I was going to have a headache. And then talking to Brian or Schmitty, we we remembered. Oh yeah, YouTube has a stabilize um, function, don't they? I sure thought enough. I was having a stroke. I thought I was yeah. watching the entire Avengers movie as done by <laughs> the guy who did the cinematography for the Bourne Ultimatum. It was bad. It was ridiculous. So apparently they just. Decided that, oh, hey, let's accidentally hit our the YouTube stabilized feature. Now that's removed, and it's steady footage, and it looks amazing. Several scenes in that are just phenomenal. It does look like a good show. Now, my favorite this week is not what I wanted to be my favorite, because my favorite has been taken down not once, but twice by copyright claims by Funny or Die. It was originally Jean-Claude Van Damme green screen footage merged with My Little Pony, which worked extremely well and was extremely awesome because, let's face it, Jean-Claude Van Damme makes everything better. I'm settling now for one that was going to be one of our stories we talked about, but it's still pretty cool. We have images of the Simpsons Quickie Mart coming out in Lego form. Uh, it looks it's looking more and more like this is going to be released for Lego VIP members between April 15th and 30th and then it will eventually be released to the general public at the beginning of May. Uh we don't have any official images yet, but we do have a image of what appears to be the box and it looks pretty sweet. Uh looks like it comes with a Chief Wiggum, a snake, a Marge, and Apu. Uh, can't tell who else may or may not be there, but it does look awesome. And with any luck, it's going to be about 200 bucks, like the Simpsons house was, so that means I will never own it. But it's sweet, and I want it. I'll bet you someone with more disposable income could own it. Maybe invite you over. Uh, can, can we have a play date? Can, can we? Can, can I can come we? play, Colin? 
yeah. come over and play Legos? <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show this week. Hey, you know what? We want to know what your thoughts are. In fact, we actually put a poll together uh, about the future of the show, and we really want your feedback. We're going to put the uh, show notes. We're going to put the link to the poll in the show notes. Um, and also you can let us know feedback at StolenDroids.com or drop us a line on Twitter or Facebook. Until next time, cheers. Live long and prosper. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.